good to get uh, the Phoenician back in the Freak Nation. Michael McDowell, your winner from Indianapolis Motor Speedway last weekend. And, Michael, there's so many emotions that went through our head, nowhere near what went through your head after that race win. But I don't want to even want to say there were doubters. There were people just not even talking about Michael McDowell winning this race. You're sitting just outside of a playoff spot, and we're all ignoring you. You as the driver in that car, does that inspire you to kick some ass, or or what is it? Um, you know, it's funny because I don't pay too much attention to a lot of the, I call it outside noise, you know, of, of people's perception of uh, what you're doing or what you're not doing. Um, but, you know, I'm still engaged in the sport and I'm watching and listening and all that. Um, I just think that people aren't paying attention um, because, and I'm not saying that, you know, with a big ego, but since this next gen car, we've been really fast at the road courses and we haven't had a performance yet. Like we did at Indy, but you know, we went to Sonoma qualified third only car that could hang with Truex probably had a shot at winning that race ran in the top five, pretty much every single road course that we've had with this next gen car. So we felt as a team and as a group, you know, we're building, getting better, 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 better. It was just a matter of time. Um, but I think that when you're running third to seventh, people are like, oh, yeah, he's having a good day. But they don't realize how close that is to a winning day because it only takes a few things. And so, um, yeah, it's it's fun to surprise people for sure. Um, we weren't surprised. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't say that like arrogantly we weren't we thought we could go there and run top five and if we do everything right we'll have a shot at winning the race now we didn't know that we'd have a dominant car and hit everything perfect and be able to you know lead a lot of laps and do that but we knew that we were going to be close and in the game so so just fun i've never been in a situation like that in the cup series to have a car quite that good and um it's nice that we maximized you know the opportunity that we had well, hold on. You say you didn't know going into the weekend that you had that you would have a dominant car. When did you realize it? Was it practice? Was it qualifying? Was it mid-race? So at the end of practice, we were feeling pretty good about just overall where we were at. Um, you know, we look at all the data. We look at all the lap trackers and, you know, you have your your fastest average of, you know, over all the laps, who's the fastest, fastest five lap, fastest 10 lap and fastest single lap. And we led all those categories in practice. So we know we knew we were in a pretty good spot, um, but you just don't know how that's going to translate from Saturday to Sunday, um, you know, because the rubber track changes, condition changed, it rained during the Xfinity race, lots of rubber went down, you had IndyCar rubber. So there's a lot of variables. Um, but Sunday by lap three, I, I was, I pretty much knew that, you know, I had had an opportunity at it. I had a hot rod. So, um, you know, I woke up Sunday morning more nervous than normal. It just kind of feeling like this was an opportunity that, um, we probably had the best car and, and now you got to go make something happen with it. Um, so I think all weekend it kind of just led to, you know, showing that we had the speed and, and we were close. I saw somewhere where you made mention of how your family was not there for your win in Daytona, but they were in Indy. So if you woke up a little bit more nervous than normal on Sunday, race day morning in Indianapolis, how did your family help you with that? Yeah. So, 
Um, they don't, they make it more stressful. Um, anybody that has kids knows that like, you can be sweet and nice. I love my family. You guys know that, but you're already tense. You're already stressed out. And now somebody's not happy with breakfast and somebody took somebody's toy and they said this and I'm like, Oh, I just got to get out of here. Um, you know, just like you would in everyday life. Right. That doesn't change. Um, so, but you know, what I was feeling was I've had this before where you're just feeling the weight and the pressure of this is an opportunity. This is, you don't get it all the time. And so, um, it didn't scare me. The, it, if anything, I just kind of knew it was, you just got to be laser focused and you got to make, make the most of it. Wow. Michael McDowell, winner of the NASCAR road race at Indianapolis, you win and they want to shut the thing down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that was coming way before my win. Um, you know, being on the road course has been fun and I'm biased. I like, I race on a road course every weekend if they let us. Um, but I also to understand the significance of racing, you know, at India on the oval and, and the brickyard and, and the road course is special, but it's different. It is different. Um, it's no different when y'all are watching IndyCar and we're watching IndyCar, the 500 is different than the GP. It just is. Um, and that's not taking away anything from the road course. You know, I don't feel less about winning the Indy road course, um, you know, because of saying that. So I understand wanting to get back to the oval. And I think the next gen car honestly will put on a good race there. It's probably a good time for it, but it's, I like mixing it up too. I I think that, you know, the last few years we've gone to some new tracks and, and added some new venues and, you know, new styles with dirt. And, um, so I think doing different things like that is helpful. Um, you know, running at the same tracks and going there twice and doing the same thing for 10 or 15 years. I think that, you know, fans want to see it different. We want to see it different as competitors. So, um, you know, I hope that we'll not scratch the Indy road course altogether. Um, but I, I do think that the oval is probably in our future. And Michael McDowell, it's a small team, one car you're going against, You've only been in business less than five years going against teams that have been around for five decades, it seems. Your success recently in the last few years, especially in the last 10 races, your success is because of what? The new car that everybody is learning, you getting better, uh, the team getting better. What? Where's the success coming from? Yeah, all the above, just like anything else. You know, it's all about people. People are what make everything go better and uh, or go worse, right? And so um, we've done a great job of finding really good people here at, at Front Row. And I do think that this next-gen car is a big part of it. I don't think it's the only part, but it. we had good people. We had a good program. Then you bring in the next-gen car, and it levels the playing field. And now we're in the game. Um, I think we had the people and the knowledge and the experience to be in the game. We just didn't quite have the equipment. When the equipment got leveled out slightly, that put us kind of in that next level. Um, And so it's a process. You know, I do feel like I'm getting better. Uh, Still a student, still working really hard to try to, you know, learn new things and maximize every detail that you can. Um, Our race team has progressively gotten better, but I, I would, 
be lying to you if I said that, oh, we would have been here had the next gen car not come. I don't think we would have. I think the next gen car is what helped us get to that next level. Um, and it definitely has leveled the playing field. And to my surprise, it's actually stayed that way. You know, I remember telling my guys, you know, we got six months with this new car. We better get it done in six months because when Hendrick and their 600 people figure it out, they're going to leave us in the dust again. That's just what big teams do. They just more people, more resources. They're going to do it. So we got a very short window to make it happen. Um, but that hasn't been the case. I think NASCAR's done a pretty good job of keeping everybody together because here we are coming up on, you know, year two for us. And we're as good, if not even a little better than we were at times last year. Um, and that's with a lot of teams figuring it out. Um, you know, you would go to races last year and you'd have four Joe Gibbs racing cars run 25th to 30th. Never in the history of our sport have we ever seen anything like that, right? Then you'd see Penske go win two or three in a row, and then they would go to a racetrack and they would be 20th to 25th. And so now that everybody's had time with this car and figuring it out, it's it's harder, but we haven't lost to the top, top team. So it's it's been a big help. You had experience before NASCAR. You had experience in open wheel. This car is not your NASCAR. It doesn't have truck arms and and all the paraphernalia that yeah. made the car 50 years old, carburetors. <laughs> Did you bring something into the mix that uh, said, I know this and I can help? And uh, you were one of the things that helped bring the car along? So, um, yes and no. I, you know, I, I've uh, been a part of a lot of those conversations, decisions um, when it comes to which direction we're going with different things. And, and um, you know, Jim France is obviously um, a big part of this next gen car and, and the NASCAR family, you know, but I've, I've raced for Jim uh, in sports cars and I've known him for a long time. And so we would talk every weekend and we were talking about sports car racing and, you know, talking about Indy car racing and, you know, what the sport needed and, you know, what keeps us from being able to compete. And he would ask me a lot of those questions, you know, is it engineering? Uh, is it just funding? You know, it, what, what about this? What if this was standardized? So I don't want to say that I was, influential in any of those, but I definitely had a lot of those conversations. Um, but I, I do feel like that when this car rolled out immediately, I felt very comfortable in it. Um, it was more like a Daytona prototype sports car that I, you know, came out of. I mean, that was a lot of years ago. If I got into a prototype right now, it would be so different than the old prototype that I drove that it would be like going from the old cup car to the new cup car. Um, but immediately when the new car came out, I felt like, oh, yeah, I, I know what this should feel like. And this is familiar to me. And I think that that's helped, you know, kind of speed up our learning curve. Michael McDowell, winner from Indianapolis Motor Speedway Road Course last weekend. NASCAR Cup Series joining us here in the Freak Nation. Two things. I'll ask the first question. The first one is when it comes to road courses versus ovals, the layperson will say, well, OK, a road course. Why can't the same guy win on a road course that wins? on an oval. Can you explain to, and frankly, I, I kind of have that too. Where are the intricacies? Is it, is it in the driver? Is it in the setup where you can go out and dominate on a road course, but there may be a difficulty on a mile oval for front row and Michael McDowell? Um, yeah, that is a great question. I've never had it framed like that. 
if you gave me a race winning car at Darlington, I'm going to go win the race. Um, I don't feel like it's just because of road course experience, but I think that my road course experience helps me get our setup and our program uh, a little bit better than say at a place like Darlington. But there are particular drivers in the Cup Series that are just really, really strong at the road courses. And most of those guys are, are strong on ovals, too. Um, but there's very few now. When I first started, it was different. There's very few now that you just go, oh, that guy's no good. It, uh, Joey Logano. You, you wouldn't say that he's not good at a road course. He's really good at a road course. It might not be his, his best tracks or his expertise, um, but – the guys aren't slouches anymore. Everybody works really hard at it. And you know, the, the old days there was probably like 15 guys that sucked really bad at road course. I mean, they were <laughs> atrocious. And then there was like 10 of those guys that were good at it, you know, naturally gifted Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, you go through the list of them, uh, Carl Edwards. I mean, um, and then there was other guys that worked really hard at being able to just do it somewhat. Well, now everybody is, locked in michael mcdowell joining us once again here in the freak nation been a long time guest in the freak nation we've said it for 20 plus years of how he called us on his honeymoon night many many years ago <laughs> <laughs> uh, michael I, I don't know how deep you want to go into this you are a very spiritual man and that, that's out there we know that and we love it how has your mental state grown over these two decades in NASCAR when it comes to dealing with signing contracts with your team, which just happened, winning races, knowing that you can compete with the Hendricks and the Penske's. You've got a family. Can you share with us? Can you deep dive into this a little bit about mentally? Where are you? How are you doing uh, now as a person in your age? Uh, driving a, a, a big time cup car and dealing with these outside this outside noise. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's I, I don't think anyone's ever asked. I mean, so I'll do my best. To, you know, I feel like early on in my career, I was just all fire, all fire, energy, and just um, whatever you had to do to perform at at a high level. And I had just enough drive and ambition and natural ability to keep that going. And then I got into the cup series, huge jump. Cars are hard to drive, very foreign to me, out of my element, new team, new program, new manufacturer. And it was just a struggle. And I put so much pressure on myself, which I think you should at this level. I mean, you're the driver. There is a lot of pressure, but maybe pressure isn't a right, right word so much worth in that your value is tied in performance. And so I think where my faith has helped me is knowing that my value is not based on my performance. That my value is who I am. It's who I am as a father, as a husband, as a person, as a friend, what I do is what I do. Now I want to be really good at what I do. It's important to me. Faith comes into that too. I feel like God has given me the opportunity, one, the skill set, and two, people die to be a cup driver. They would die to be in this position. And so for me not to give it everything I have and to work really hard at it would just be, it would just be poor stewardship on my part. So I work really hard at it. I hold the results loosely because I know that my value 
doesn't come from whether or not I win the race. My value comes in who I am as a person. Um, and so that's helped me a lot, right? It's also helped me to be able to, if I put in the work and this might sound selfish, but it's just how I'm able to deal with mentally. If I study, if I put in the work, if I give it everything I, I have, then I'm pretty okay with whatever that comes. The result is it, I can't control every aspect and every variable where it used to drive me nuts. It'd bother you so much, you know, but if I just do what I'm supposed to do and I work really hard at what I'm supposed to do and I do that well and hold the results loosely, I can sleep well at night and not be too stressed out about it and too anxious about it and too worried about it. It's um, so that's a little bit how I deal with it. As far as the, you know, the, the pressure of, contracts and playoffs and all that. It's the same thing. You know, I treat it like this, do right by people, work hard and the Lord takes care of the rest. If I end up out on the road and I got to find a new job, that's all part of the journey. It's all part of the plan. I gave it everything I had, gave it everything I had. And so when you have days like we had at Indy, Indy was, was no different for me preparation wise than Chicago road course was. But the result just worked out. Everything came together. We had a fast car. Pit crew did excellent. Everything. So I feel very satisfied, obviously, from Indy. But I was satisfied with the work that I put in for those other races, too, even though the result wasn't there. So um, but it is a grind. It's a so many highs and lows. So this is the other thing, too, is don't let your highs be too high and don't let your lows be too low. And that's one thing that this week that I'm doing, trying to do well, like the same people that'll build you up and tell you you're great are the same people that said you're sucked, you're 40 years old, you're fat, and you shouldn't get a contract. I don't care. You just can't let your highs be too high and your lows be too low, because if your highs define you, you're going to crash hard. And if your lows define you, you're going to crash hard. Mm -hmm. And so you just try to stay in that middle ground where you know who you are. I know who I am. It's no secret of who I am. I know my flaws. I know all the broken parts. I know all the ugly parts and I know who I'm not and I'm okay with both. And so, um, but it takes years and experience and, um, and I think that that's what helps me now, like the pressure on Sunday. I, yeah. I felt the pressure those last 10 laps. I'm not, Oh, if I don't win, I'm going to lose everything and it's all going to fall apart. I'm just like, this is my chance. So cool. Like make it count. This is awesome. I'm going to make it count. And if I slide off, I slide off. They can't eat you. They can't eat you. Like they won't eat you. Um, so that's kind of how I look at it. Freak Nation, his smile, his demeanor says it all, man. Michael McDowell here in the Freak Nation. Buddy, I know we took you a little longer than uh, we should have. Good. Damn it. It's the Freak Nation and then it's McDowell. Buddy. Thank you very much for doing this, man. Good luck to you, partner. All right. Thank you, guys. Talk to you soon.